People, 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 welcome back to another pre-recorded podcast of the Arsenio Buck Show. It is so good to be back, and today we got three keys to developing confidence. Guys, I've been doing a lot of podcasts, especially on confidence. If you guys haven't been following, especially my Napoleon Hill podcasts, they are the best because, well, I talk a lot about how to build up confidence, how to build up the courage. You know, a lot of, you know, there's a lot of people out there like Real Men Real Style appreciate what Antonio does so much. And he talks about, you know, wearing the proper clothing and how to, you know, build up the confidence to talk to the girl across the room in the ballroom, et cetera, et cetera. But guys, it comes from uh, uh, unbuilding and then a rebuilding. So let me tell you my story. Man, when I entered ninth grade, okay, check this out, guys. I'm going to give you guys some stories that I haven't really told anyone, but it's really funny. Now, I come from a community where there were only Mexicans, African-Americans, and probably just a couple of Anglos, okay? Now, of course, when I was in uh, elementary school back in the mid-90s, there were a hell of a lot more Anglos than there were less – well, yeah, there were a hell of a lot more Anglos then than there was anything else. But probably around, I guess you could say 1996, 1997, 1998, then there were a lot of Mexicans in the community, right? And then the Anglos kind of like, kind of moved outwards, so they were more on the, the outer edges of town. So basically the Henderson, the Summerlin, the northern part of Las Vegas. So throughout that, there were no Asian Americans, but there was a summer. There was a summer after eighth grade, going into ninth grade, where I went to a place called the Adventure Dome. It's called Circus Circus. And oh my God, I saw these Asian women. I'm like, oh my God, I love you all. I swear, it was it was crazy. I, I swear, it was like a lot of people call it yellow fever. That's kind of racist, but I just call it Asian fever, baby. And since then, man, I've had it like 15 years. It's terrible. Ah, uh, and so, <laughs> and a lot of people are like, oh, they had that aha moment. Oh, that's why you're in Asia. Hell no. Um, I'm here for the opportunity. The oh God. That's what they call it in Thai, opportunity. Uh, I think uh, in Spanish they say opportunista. You know what I'm saying? So anyways, so going into high school, boy, there were Asians everywhere. And I'm like, oh, my God. I remember there was a girl named Christabel. I was talking to her leading up to my departure here to Thailand back in 2013. We would message each other these long-ass messages. And it's funny because back in 2002, I was terrified of talking to her. I liked her so much, but I was terrified of talking to her. I liked another girl. She was a tomboy by the name of Teresa Sock. She was not pleasant to look at, okay? But I liked her because she was Asian. I know it was terrible. But it was the first time me being around those people. You know what I mean? But I was terrified. Of, you know, talking to them. I had no confidence whatsoever. Oh, my God. So, I remember, you know, going into track and field, looking at all these girls who were in the, like, medical program, aviation program. I was like, oh, my God, they are so cute. And so then came a man that I started hanging around with for such a long time by the name of Carlos Martinez. This man was a beast. And you know what? At the beginning, I didn't really rub off on him so much. I remember... June of 2013, he was gone for the entire summer. I don't know where he went, but I never saw him again. Until leading up to the first day of school of, you know, sophomore year. And then me and Carlos, we would hang around so much. Marching band is what we were in so much. That was the first time we ever got an excellent. That was the best feeling, the most memorable feeling in my life. I'll probably have to make a podcast on that. Uh, Coming up on like a great, grateful, like end of December grateful uh, podcast or something like that. Um, But... 
he was there. I started hanging around with him a lot, and he became very, very funny. Now, in the beginning stages of 2013, probably between, probably between August and November, he wasn't as funny. But, boy, leading up to that very next year and hanging around with him all summer and even into junior year, he became unbelievably funny. And you know what? Even to top off sophomore year, him and my uh, – what is it? My my childhood friend Mark at the time. We actually went to uh, you know went to the strip and whatnot, and we would make everyone on the bus laugh because the way we talked to each other. It wasn't anything vulgar, but we would make everyone laugh. He was the beginning stages of my confidence building. If it wasn't for him, there's no way in hell I would have been able to talk to anyone up to this date. So what I did, I took a little bit of Carlos. Now, remember I told you a long time ago, you could build a council table a council table of people. You could do a meditation. You could say, okay, this is what's going to happen. All right, so I want to have the personality of this person. I want to have the charisma of this person. I want to have the walk of this person. I want to do this. I want You could build yourself out to be whoever you want to be. That's how it is. That's how life is. And people have created themselves like that. So... Obviously me, you know, not looking up to anyone, especially on TV during that hip-hop era. Um, I didn't really look up to anyone at that specific moment, but there was Carlos. And Carlos was around me for the you know first two, three years until I started hanging around with other people, such as this guy named Rocky who was in track and field. And he was also very, very funny, and he was very charismatic. And the way he would talk to people and the words he would use would just be unbelievable. I remember before doing my first Tough Mudder two years ago. I was like, Rocky, I'm scared as hell right now. Give me some motivation. And what he wrote, I posted on my Instagram. And I hope I still have it somewhere on Facebook. Uh, it sucks because October just passed, so I can't go back to the memories. But he said something to me that was so unbelievable. And it fired me up to the point where I just remember when I was going up those hills and I was doing this and I was doing that, I was thinking about what he said. And that drive propelled me. See, that's how I ended up starting building that confidence and especially going to college, meeting a lot of different people from Iowa and Bahamas, Trinidad, Tobago, Jamaica, Kenya, Uganda, Sudan, because this was a track and field team. Being around all those people and being able to, to express myself. Now, I was, still, I was still a little bit shy, guys, because when I was doing my dental assistant, there were beautiful girls in my class. But now, oh, my God. If someone looks at me and smiles and say, hey, how you doing? I don't look at them for, you know, if it's a really beautiful girl, I don't care if you're beautiful or you're not beautiful or you're, you know, or you're looking to, you know, just get a smile or you're looking to just have a conversation. I remember I went to TSA. I didn't even know she was TSA at the Los Angeles airport just recently. And I remember I asked, I was like, where's the, where can I get international currency? And, you know, she, she talked with a very interesting verbato. She was like, oh, where are you coming from? And, you know, she's very interested until a man came up to me. He's like, hey, you just go that way. Ask the police. And I told the lady, I was like, hey, thank you so much. Like one hour later, she was like in the TSA line and she saw me and I laughed a little bit because I didn't even know she was TSA. But, dude, they're like machines out there. They're like, please take everything out of your bags. Take out the water. Take out this. Take out that. Thank you very much. I'm like, oh, my God, these motherfuckers are crazy. So, uh, <laughs> excuse my French. Anyways, so what am I trying to say? Step number one. Can you just be yourself? I just want you to be yourself. Be who it is you always want to be. Step number two, I want you guys to do the things in society 
or do the things that society tells you not to do. No, I'm not talking about anything illegal. I'm not talking about going on buses and, you know, mooning people. I ain't talking about any of that crazy outlandish stuff. I'm talking about just if you live in an Asian country, you are really dictated by society. You are a machine. I look at it here in Thailand. Look at Japan. Look at Korea. They all stand in the same line. They all stand the same way. They all look the same way. They all they do everything the same way. It's so eerily quiet in Asian countries. Why? Because, hey, they're scared of what other people might think of them. And that's one of the biggest hurdles to get over in terms of developing confidence. And you know what? I talk to some students and I, you know, I, I have a, one student. She is an adorable girl. Uh, she's a university student and she has such an unbelievable style of dressing. It's so funny. Her pants go like to her shins and, and her socks. She, she wears like yellow socks. She has like a, she, ha- oh my gosh, she has like an African-American 2002 style of dressing. It's so funny. I mean, you know, I would be like, you know what? I love it because no other Thai women dress like that. A lot of them wear like the shortest skirts so they can get the attention of men. And then when men actually ask them, hey, how you doing? They just blow them off. Kind of like what American women do at clubs. But anyways, develop your own style. Develop who you are. Do If you want to laugh in public, laugh in public. If you want to sing in public, sing in public. When I go running up and down the streets of Bangkok. Well, I guess you could say a little bit outside Bangkok, but soon to be Bangkok. Oh, yeah, man, I be rapping. I be rap. I got some DMX on mine. I got the Macklemore and um, what is it? Can't hold us. I got a little bit of a a nerd. I got some. Oh, I got everything. I got a little bit of Eminem. I just go rapping. I when I'm telling you when I'm on that when I'm trying to break a record when I'm on that last four hundred, I'm screaming. I'm saying, get out the way, get out the way. And I'm literally saying, I'm literally screaming at myself, don't give up, don't give up, don't give up, don't. And these Thai people are like running all over the place like, oh my God, black man, he's going to kill us all. I don't give up because I'm doing it for me. Are you paying my bills? Are you my girlfriend? Are we, are we uh, having sexual intimacy? Uh, uh, are you the, go- are you the government? Are you the police? Are you going to arrest me? Because I'm over here running, trying to push myself to the absolute limit are you gonna arrest me because of that well to get the out my face who are you i don't care about you no offense like if you want to come up to me and say hey man that was a goddamn run you did that's what they would do in america because you know what us americans are like that but in thailand they'd be like oh my god black man oh my god what's he doing drug dealer scammer drug dealer scammer drug dealer scammer get the hell out my face i'm trying to do something guys i'm trying to tell you right now to do the things that society tells you not to do do you understand what i'm saying because so many people, they're just so, so driven by, oh, well, we can't do this because Thai culture, Japanese culture, you can't do this. You can't talk on the you can't talk on the train. You have to be quiet. You have to stand a particular way. Stand with your hands above your head. Shut the oh, guys, seriously, done. Okay. All right. Be who it is you want to be. Now, step number three. So of course, be yourself. Number one and number two, they kind of coincide with each other. But number three, oh yeah. Who do you hang out with? Who are your closest friends? Honestly, who are your closest friends? Because you know what? I could tell by the very, very born, I wouldn't say born students, but the very quiet students I talk to, they all have quiet friends. If I have charismatic friend, uh, students, there it is. Like, I, like, for example, if I teach private students and it's a class of four, they're absolutely loud, wild, and crazy. All of them. 
They come from different universities, and that's because they hang around with each other. They're not scared. They go to places. They talk to foreigners. I know one girl. She's a very powerful speaker. Um, what is she? Uh, pharmacy? I can't remember. But uh, she is an adorable delight university student. And all her friends, the four of them, they are just comics. It's a pure laughing fest for like three periods. Like three hours, I guess you could say. Just wonderful. Because obviously, if your friends laugh, you're going to laugh too. If you're very personable, if you are very funny, your friends are going to be funny too. You're never going to see a boring person with a very outgoing person. If you see a relationship and you see a man who's very, very funny and the woman is not funny whatsoever, that, that is not going to last. And a lot of people will say, wait, well, what, what about my brother, my husband, my boyfriend, my brother, all that? Hey, you know what? Hey, if it's lasting right now, by all means, best of luck to you guys. That's perfectly fine. But I just don't see that happening because like attracts like. You are who you are around. Look at your five closest friends right now, people. I want you to look at your five closest friends. Are they who are are they basically who you want to be? No? Then you know exactly what you gotta do. That's what Will Smith said in a YouTube video. Oh, was it a long time ago? Probably back in the pursuit of happiness days. But yeah, you really have to look at it that way. Because if you are not content with the way you are and what and with what you're doing with your life. It's uh, it's basically comes around from the community. It could be the geographical, it could be the environmental, it could be your home, it could be everything. That's why I knew I had to distance myself from my family, because if I had just sit there and make the jokes that they do, which is very, they make very very odd jokes that really aren't funny. Uh, no offense to them, love them, um, and you know talk to them and do this with them and do that with them. I would become them. So that's why I'm the outcast of the family. My five closest friends. You know, my friends, man, Hodge Twins. They don't even know it, but they're on YouTube. They're funny as hell because they make me laugh. You could go on YouTube and you could say, you know what? What kind of jokes can I use? And a lot of things that these people said that have said in the past five years, 10 years, 15 years, it just comes to mind when I'm talking. Now, of course, I don't show it that much on this podcast because I try to keep it professional and PG, at least PG-13. I can't go to rated R. I got a lot of folks out there listening to me. You feel me? You understand what I'm saying? Now, of course, I'm not going to show 100% of my personality on here. But boy, when I step outside these doors and when I go to class and I do this and I do that, and when I'm in like a workout class, which I normally do on a Monday, Thursday, like I met this insane guy, freaking awesome guy from England. I don't believe it's English, though, because he's way too cool. (laughs) I'm kidding. No no offense to my folks out there in England. I'm just joking. No, like the folks here in England, the folks from England here, they're completely different from the folks back in England who are English. You know what I mean? Uh, but this guy, he has an Australian accent. This guy is charismatic beyond belief. <clears throat> I can feel his energy. That's a person I would love to be around. There's another girl that works for Traveloka. She goes on business trips. She always smiles. She always laughs. I always give her high fives. That's the person who I want to be around. There's a girl that's just so giddy, jumpy, and wonderful. And, ooh, you know what I'm saying? I kind of give her that look, and I say, hey, I'm moving here real soon. <laughs> Would you like to get together? No, just saying. Um, She is very, very happy, very, very joyful, very everything. That's a person I want to be around. And I'm going to become that person too. Guys, it's simple math. You are who you are around. And of course, don't believe that you are what society wants you to be. Or you are what you think you thought you were. I think Jason Silva said that on one of his videos a very long time ago. Because... Hey, I mean, we're all part of a lot of us. We're just basically a walking ball of what people want us to believe. We 
should be, but we're not who we want to be. You could develop confidence by just gaining courage and accepting rejection. Now, of course, I'm not the best at rejection. I don't go up to women anyways and say, hey, what's up, baby? You want to go out? Hell no, I don't do all that. But the rejection here is obviously like, oh, I don't like black men. I don't like black men. I don't like black men. That rejection really, really effing hurts. (laughs) You know what I mean? Can you imagine? Hey, how you doing today? I don't like black men. Holy God, I'm not even black. I'm brown. I'm cappuccino. I'm frappuccino. I'm mocha. You feel me? That's all. I'm on a roll with this. You feel me stuff. So anyways, man, I'm just saying that hurts. That hurts, but it's rejection. It's only going to build you up. You go into the situation without anything. You're going to leave the situation without anything. So it's a win-win for you. Am I right? So do the things seeing in public. See, a lot of people, when I walk by, especially this bus stop right outside this, uh, this uh, on the main road right out here, people just look, they just look at me from left to right. <clears throat> and if I'm singing, I'm singing. If I'm laughing, I'm laughing. If I'm running, I'm running. If I'm clapping my hands, I'm clapping my hands. If I'm shaking my ass, I'm shaking my ass. If I'm looking like a dog, I'm looking like a dog. If I'm grabbing my crotch, I'm grabbing my crotch. I don't give a damn what y'all think about me. And that's how I've been able to develop so much confidence. Because once you believe and once you say, I am done with what I think people might be thinking about me. That's when everything changes. Make that change. Make the changes in your friendship circle, in your close circle of friends. Because if you're boring, it's because you got boring friends. If you want to be cool, you got to have cool friends. If you want to be funny, you got to have funny friends. If you want to be an angry, nasty, maniacal person, you got to have angry, maniacal, nasty friends. Do you understand what I'm saying? And until then, people, I hope this has helped you. If you guys got any more questions, let a brother know. And until then, baby, that is the third podcast this morning. I am finished. Oh, my God. Have a wonderful morning, afternoon, and evening. This is your host, Arsenio. As always, over and out.